jumped the gun a little bit there. It's the first time I've ever seen recording two on the, the Zencaster page here. But we have no. a green room, Finn. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that is pretty cool that we have a green room. But Sports Talk Therapy is back. It's been a few weeks. A lot has happened. How are we feeling right now? We're feeling great. Uh, we're about to do a speed show because um, we're busy people, but it's a busy world and uh, there's a lot of sports going on. No dysfunctional team commentary because our teams are not playing and Finn, the Browns signed a guy. So there you go. Um, <laughs> yes. Great uh, great Easter weekend. Uh, you know, Colin and I got some golf in. Finn's finishing up his quarantine. Had a marathon run past his house today. Yes, Finn, you want to start with that? Quick little Boston Marathon recap. Um, yeah, I, I can't really tell you who placed <laughs> where, but right outside of my apartment today, the Boston Marathon ran by and there was like hundreds of people like on the street beneath me, just like cheering. And it was, it was electric. It was, it was a good atmosphere on a, on a work from home Monday. No complaints mm-hmm. about it. Do you think well, we can call them back if we ever need crowd noise for sports talk therapy? Oh, I mean, Considering how much they were cheering today, when I was like checking over my code, I'm, I'm sure they would. They would because that happens a lot checking over code. So, if they can keep that same energy, maybe bring it a little bit later into the the evening for sports talk therapy, then uh, we can make that work. There we go. All right, so uh, I guess we haven't talked since you guys went to New Orleans. Um, so I guess Colin and Finn want to give us a little New Orleans recapping. Wrap up March Madness, then go into baseball and run through all the sports. Where do we begin, Colin? What, uh, the travel, the uh, game. All I know is Colin came to my apartment <laughs> with a shirt that had an alligator driving. And yes, uh, elite shirt. Um, should we start with that? I got a uh, a big fella from Ed Cooley. Is that a good place to start? That's a fantastic place to start. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Cooley, just walking by, giving me a little shoulder tap, passing me by when I was eating, said, excuse me, big fella. So uh, what I'm hearing is I'm, I'm the next, I'm the, I'm the new transfer wonder kid to Providence for next year. So I'm here. I mean, but you, I'm actually you, just going to sabotage them in Villanova games and throw the game. You have everything in common with Nate Watson, except you're about eight inches shorter and maybe like 50 pounds less muscle, but I can see it. But the tenacity, it just makes up for all of that. You've got much more attitude. Yeah, it's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight of the dog, right? Damn right. Yeah. Damn right. And uh, Colin, not only were you able to show, you know, your like your good frame as a forward slash center in there when you got the big fellow when he bumped into you, you also got to show off your speed a little bit too because you ran down. Oh, I hustled. It, it was a yes. bit of a waddle. There was definitely some <laughs> some residual like beer shit. Type things going on. Oh but, my uh, god! Yeah, we uh, I I, 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 I gave him a little a little quickness, a little agility, you know. Showed yeah. off the uh, first step, the post move to get around some people. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a highlight for sure. The game. We can transition to the game now. The game was not a highlight. I think it would what we would we would call what that happened. Y- you know. Yeah, they started off on that tunnel run. They didn't miss. Nova no. didn't really do them I mean, any favors on defense. Like, dude, they're beating anyone in the country if they play like that. Like, yeah. you can't. That, like, you can't. It's hard to beat a team when they shoot fifty-seven percent from three. That's how I felt last year when we lost to Baylor. To be honest, was we lost yeah. to the eventual champ, and they played a perfect game. Um, 
especially with more out in this game, like we played fine. Like we weren't going to win this game unless we had a like absolutely ridiculous game and the other team didn't play well, but both those things did not happen. Um, any other memorable New Orleans experiences? I heard about alligator hot dogs and other other things. I mean, they're getting to see the other two games besides the Nova game were fantastic. Uh, yeah. Coach K's final game, UNC Duke, and the national championship game was also fantastic. Um, yeah, I, I, there are other things. I know one of them is definitely going to show up in Little Weedles. But uh, one thing I will say is that the bus to Houston, not because my expectations were so low, not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I just I, I guess in my earlier expectations, I hadn't factored in that I wouldn't sleep for more than like an hour. So then when I factored that in, then I realized I slept literally the whole bus ride. Um, it, it became better by default. The actual being on the bus part was equally as bad as expected, but I just don't remember most of it. So that was what made it better. Yes. Uh, we, we can touch, I guess, on, on one story here. I, you know, sometimes things happen in life where you, know, you do something has unintended consequences for another person. Um, wherever you are out there, lady in the subway behind us, we're sorry. We're, wow. We are so sorry for what we did. <laughs> oh, no. Single hand just destroyed that lady's afternoon. Just, like, ruined it. Stomped it into the ground. So what we did, again, unintended consequences, but we're at the New Orleans bus station, some, like 6.30 in the morning, maybe earlier than that. I don't know. The bus was delayed a little bit. And so one of the things that happened was they opened a subway in this bus station. I did not realize that subway served breakfast. So Colin and I were like, okay, let's get a bunch of stuff to stock up for the bus because we didn't know if we were going to have time to stop off in any of the other locations where the bus was stopping. Thankfully we did get the subway because there were not other options. And we ended up ordering two sandwiches each. We got a lunch sandwich and a breakfast sandwich and it took a little bit, and it took long enough that the bus was about to leave, and the lady behind us had to ride that entire bus ride with no food. Yeah, and by by the, the virtue of us making her wait so long for Subway, she also was prevented from sitting next to her daughter on the bus. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, so we oh, like no. literally... Made her and her daughter essentially sit on opposite sides of the bus because we wanted to order like five different sandwiches at Subway. <laughs> we we did get five things. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh no. Yeah. She was so was, nice uh, too because she was on her oh, was she dude. on her flight or was she just in the airport in Houston? I don't remember. She was like, I don't know if she's on her flight, but she was definitely in the airport, like right behind us on the uh, security line. She was a Duke fan. Just a bad weekend. Yeah. Dude, she had a tough one, man. Yeah. She had a tough one. Sorry to sandwich lady. But, uh, yeah, the New Orleans trip was very fun. A couple more things I want to touch on in, in Little Weedles, but that, I think that's all I have for the, the beginning there. Yeah, I think that's all I got, too. Nice. There we go. Nice, nice efficient summary on my end. <clears throat> I was in a bar in the city with 
800 million Nova people. Very, very cool. Um, despite the outcome. And they had green Bud Light cans, which just boosted the morale. That's very festive. Were, were they stale from St. Patrick's Day? Perhaps. However, they're great. Um, on to baseball. Opening day last two weeks ago. I went to Mets home opening day on Friday. Absolutely electric. Highly recommend going to opening day for anyone who has not been so far, being my first time. Um, baseball's back. The Guardians spent money. The Mets are the best team in baseball. And the Tigers are exciting. What more can we ask for? Maybe we should make this a baseball podcast instead. It would probably be more, more uh, less depressing as a baseball podcast. Although the Tigers are actually really injured now, so that's unfortunate. But uh, it's okay. Plenty, plenty of time to right the ship there. Definitely a lot of exciting players there. But this is the note I plan to do this year for baseball. The Guardians spent money. I, I was fully resigned to the fact that it was going to be just like, you know, Name any play- CC Sabathia, Cliff Lee, Lindor, all of those guys that are ended up going to be traded because the Guardians hate spending money and re-signing their players. But they were able to re-sign Jose Ramirez. He's going to be here, I think, through 2027, I believe it was. Paid him over $100 million. Um, pop quiz. Do either of you guys know the player who previously held the record for like the biggest, at the time, Indians, but now Guardians contract? He only played one season for them, and it wasn't that long ago. CC Sabathia. No. no. They did not pay him, so he left. Um, I feel like Grady Sizemore should have been paid. Grady Sizemore should have been paid, but it was Edwin Encarnacion who had a $60 million contract and only played one season for them. It was the previous largest contract in the history of the franchise. But now... Hosey has it. We love Hosey. And speaking of people we love, we love Stephen Kwan, who is setting records all over the place. He rarely swings and misses. I think it took him 116 pitches until he swung and missed. It was incredible. He had a five-hit game. He set a record, I think, for like the number most number of times on base in your first five career games. He's a stud. We're going to ignore the fact that he just got swept by the Giants. The Guardians are going to be a moderately entertaining team on offense and have some great pitching. We'll see what they can do. Yeah, I mean, the man just does not swing and miss. He uh, is unbelievable. Looks like uh, 2019 Jeff McNeil. That would be a good thing for you, Finn. Yes, it would be. Um, All right. Um... I guess met some Mets chatter. Um, seven three, best record in baseball. Uh, who would have thought the Mets starting pitching currently has the lowest ERA in the major leagues? It isn't even close. And the worst pitcher on the Mets staff with Jacob Degrom hurt is currently Max Scherzer, uh, and he's got an ERA around three. Tyler McGill must have talked to Jacob Degrom because all of a sudden he throws ninety seven. Cookie Carrasco looks like he's back in Cleveland. I was at the game when he pitched Saturday. He fanned nine, maybe. Um, absolutely dominant team. They're hitting singles. They're playing fundamental baseball. Buck Showalter, just a great coach. Uh, they had a, a play yesterday where they're the uh, Diamondbacks are trying to appeal uh, a play like that. Uh, yeah, can't talk a tag up from third to home. They thought he left early. 
So the Mets had talked about in spring training, if that was to happen, anyone else be on base just to run and like try to get out. Because if you step off and you don't throw to the base immediately and you go to tag that guy, like it voids the appeal. So they did that yesterday. And Buck talked about in the post-game press conference how he's so proud of J.D. Davis for remembering the thing they did in practice and how they went through this before. And that just shows the difference between this Mets team and any other Mets team. They are practicing little fundamental things like what to do to like get out of an appeal process on a tag up. Other Mets teams like would like, I don't know, go bat out of order, for instance, because that did happen under Mickey Calloway. Uh, great team, exciting season, and uh, we're going 159-3. The three losses are already out. LFGM. Oh, and Finn, we finally might have the good Lindor. I was at a opening day where he homered twice, and it was electric. Good to see him back. And He's awesome. on his on his first home run, he hit he hit a ball foul by about five feet. That, mm-hmm. that would have been a home run at 113 miles an hour, which is like Giancarlo Stanton speeds, and he is like half of a Giancarlo Stanton. If that, and then <laughs> two pitches later, he hits one. The exact opposite, not not a line drive, but a moonshot that hung in the air for maybe 15 seconds. And, uh, yeah, I absolutely love it. Let's go, Mets. Nice. Um, yeah, the Tigers are, like, kind of, like, like Finn said, moderately exciting. Uh, it's unfortunate that now Baez and Mize and – all these dudes are, are on the, the IL, but hopefully none of them are serious. Uh, Torkelson's a stud. Dude just absolutely like dropped a 430-foot bomb the other day, which was crazy. Just absolutely just just right. Just an absolute cock shot. Just bombed, which was great. Um, Baez had that walk-off in one of the first games. I think it was the first game. Also awesome. So we should be good. Like We should be – I don't know. It's going to depend on how quickly we get our guys back. But uh, besides Akil Badu, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the team so far. But I need my guy, Akil Badu, to pick it up a little bit. He's not uh, not performing to expectations right now. So, But besides that, team's team looks good. Austin Meadows looks good. Torvalson's a monster. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm... I'm hoping that we can uh, we can stay in playoff stay in playoff hunt this year is through uh, August September. It might be able to, Colin. They look good, and uh, there's hope for a professional sporting franchise that does not play on ice in Detroit. And even the ones that play on ice have, dude. Recently, we yeah. set the record a couple years ago for yeah for for uh for most losses in a season by a city. Uh, we are we are down bad in Detroit. All of our teams are absolutely terrible and the tigers look like they might be the first ones to turn around so hopefully that continues we shall see um the one thing we do need to help with is uh on the met side at the bullpen so colin uh, i'm thinking if we're not feeling our jobs in like two weeks we just go like start long tossing every single day and then we go pitch in the met's bullpen because it's the only reason they're not 10 and 0 that's all i'm saying Super down. But, uh, yeah, I um, think that wraps our very, very quick baseball segment. <clears throat> um, going to a game two weeks from now. I've got tickets like every two weeks. It's a, it's a slight addiction here, but it's all for the best. 
Uh, NFL news. Uh, Finn, I can't believe you you have Tyreek Hill as your first uh, headline here. Yeah, I, I didn't update it after uh, whenever <laughs> I, I... I was going to say, you didn't ago. update it today when you were working slash like rooting on like thousands and thousands of runners. <laughs> no, I didn't. But uh, yeah, the, the crazy trade cycle. This happened pretty shortly after our last show. We haven't talked about it yet. Tyreek Hill is on the Dolphins. It's just Dude, I do not understand like why like the whole like why these guys are getting traded like it's kind of befuddling to me but he wanted money I don't know like I guessed you but like you I feel like that's like just a little short sighted like you have the best dude in the NFL maximizing your skill set throwing to you like I don't and now you've got like what like Tua like you've got and they're like, oh, they're going to try and use him in a Debo Samuel world, which is like the stupidest thing. I've ever, like, It's just like, oh, we also want to have him carry the ball. It doesn't actually mean anything because like Debo is a very unique player that you can't just immediately like, – like, Tyreek Hill and Debo's skill sets are very different. I don't – I didn't understand. Like, to me, that's just like they didn't – that just shows like a like either like a misspeak or like a lack of thought process because it's just stupid. Like you need a guy who's going to throw – like Patrick Mahomes, he's the best guy in the league to throw downfield to Tyreek Hill. I don't know, dude. I, I just don't understand really why. I mean, I guess I do, but, like, I don't know. We'll see how it works out for him, I guess. I, I get it from Kansas City's perspective, which is kind of crazy to say because Tyreek works so well there. But he's get. I mean, yeah. he's de- he definitely has a few good years left in him. There's no um, – mistaking that but trading him now this is kind of like the the bill belichick thing where he gets rid of players maybe a year early instead of a year late they were going to have to pay tyreek a lot of money with mahomes's cap hit being so huge that was going to be even more of a damper on the cap and uh kansas city is essentially just betting on like mahomes is going to elevate the guys around him and i'm not saying anybody on that roster is going to be tyreek hill but they can at least replace him and make better use of the money that would have gone to Tyreek Hill and other places around the roster. So maybe like, I think that's going to be, I still think it's going to be a tough, a tough order. Like, and it's like, obviously if you wanted a, a stupid amount of money, that's one thing, but like uh, generally speaking, I feel like if you have a guy that's that good, like it, it tends to be not great when they leave. It tends to, to, not impact the guys around them very well. Like there's always a limit on how much these dudes can elevate people around them. I mean, it's, it's so we're going to see it's, it's going to be tough because moms and the chiefs offense were pretty stagnant early in the year. And then now they're going to not have Tyree kill. Kelsey's a year older. Like Kelsey is really on the, uh, on the more on the other end of the age spectrum. Than Tyree, but we'll see. I'm, I'm not, I don't almost hate this trade from both sides. Like I'm like, this is, just terrible for my viewing experience. I don't, I don't, I don't like it at all. But we'll see. Hopefully, I'm wrong, and the Chiefs are awesome, and the Dolphins have a new exciting threat. Yeah, a lot, lot of speed there in Miami, and then I think, I think what Sean was alluding to there is that the Browns paid Denzel Ward. They That's did cool. hundred million dollars, richest corner in NFL history. Love to see local kid, Ohio State to the Browns. Gonna be there for a long time. That's great to see. Also, the, I was making this uh, joke a lot in New Orleans. The Browns do exist again in my head now because 
just started talking about, you know, all the off-season stuff. I was like, okay, like while we're in New Orleans, my focus is Villanova basketball. The Browns do not exist in my head until that's done. So now I have to face that reality again. But the draft's in a couple weeks, and that's exciting. I'm sure we'll have a, a show talking a lot about that. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's always a great time of year, Finn. You can just you just choose your team selectively. Like for instance, the Mets are playing great, so like it's Mets time. If the Mets weren't playing great, like oh, it's a long season, we got a lot to go. Yeah, um, <clears throat> that sort of thing. Um, I don't know if there's any other. And I mean, it's been a while since we've been able to show, but I don't think there's anything else that really stands out. Yeah, the only thing I saw was that uh, uh, Julian Love played golf with Saquon Barkley and uh, like some special teams guy. Oh yeah. But yeah. Other than that, nothing. Nothing on the Giants front. <clears throat> I think we're doing a little bit too well at speed show. Oh no no no! Because we're not in like the the real time wasting segments yet. We're not there yet. We're we're being we're peak efficiency right now. <laughs> it's like. Uh, I was talking with uh, – I guess I didn't bring it up actually because I forgot because we're trying to do a speed show. I was saying we should just do a regular show, but we all talk really fast. And then Finn has to slow it down when he's <laughs> publishing it. But I think that might not end well for any parties involved. Yeah, it's no. going to be – That actually sounds pretty genius. I think that, that might you might have just like cracked the code. Like that might be like a new you – know I, I always complain about like not having enough time going place to place to place. If I just do everything faster and then have someone slow it down, yes. that could work. Like imagine Colin, like you're doing your work and you do all your work in an hour, but then you send it out over a four hour time span. That would be that would be called being Alec. But oh, sorry. Alec. <laughs> no, no. Do we do we have to ingest like a like a like a substance to make us go faster? Is there like a can we use PEDs to, to produce the show? I think the world we're describing right now is the world that Snoop Dogg lives in in those Corona commercials. Have you seen like where he's like lived the fine life? I think that's what you're talking about right now. So just get a, a Corona. Good work. Um, yeah, but Finn, you are right. We really haven't hit our uh, our stride here. This is more just the hey, here's what happened type thing. Uh, on the NBA, um, it's, it honestly is interesting when we're not in peak football season and bounce around from sport to sport to sport to sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the on the Knicks uh, front this week or last week, I guess positivity. We're we're having a great show here. The Mets are good. The Giants doing anything wrong. The Knicks, Obi Toppin and Emmanuel quickly finally started playing in the last week, and uh, they went off. In the final game, Toppin had 35, quickly – no, Toppin had 42, quickly at 35, one of the two, forget which. One of the triple-double, the other one shot like 80% from the field. I can feel good about the future. I can feel good about myself. And uh, we can just send Julius Randle like somewhere for a bucket of baseballs. I could care less. Um, but Finn, your Cavaliers made in the playoffs. The Celtics, electric win yesterday. Yeah, just do. Uh, I guess I guess go over the, the the Celtics first. Just just feed me all of these Celtics Nets games. This is an awesome, awesome matchup. Kyrie is a great villain. Incredible game one last night. Jason Tatum buzzer beater, spinning layup. Can't wait for the rest of this series to play out. It's going to be 
fantastic. And then going back to the Cavs, um, you know, you would have rather had them sneak into the playoffs there through that play-in tournament, but uh, unbelievable season. I think they beat their like preseason win projection by over 20. They have their worst, their first winning season without LeBron since 1998. The young Cavs are fantastic. Evan Mobley for Rookie of the Year. Darius Garland for Most Improved Player. Kevin Love for Sixth Man of the Year. Um, they were fun this year. I'm excited for the future. Honestly, Finn, how cool would it have been if they beat the Nets having like all the Nets good role players and Levert and Allen and all the guys that they could oh. use right now? It'd be unbelievable. Yeah, I I think I mean I know he played in the game, but man, I just like if Jarrett Allen didn't get hurt, I think they could have avoided that playing tournament. But uh, woulda, coulda, shoulda, I guess. Yeah, I, I definitely would agree there, Finn. Is Colin alive? Um, I, I I am surviving. Okay, okay, surviving. make it sure. I didn't know if your your audio cut out there. Yeah, it pro- it's probably a good assumption. Like at any point okay. in time, is that I'm, my audio isn't okay, working? Gotcha. Verizon Ultimate Little Weedle. Yeah, that's right. Little Weedle of the Millennium, I believe, is what you said. Yes, yes, that's correct. Correct terminology. Should I throw in some some Pistons commentary here? Sure. Yeah, that the listeners need. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, Pistons are actually exciting, dude. Cade is beast. Just stupid good. Sadiq, another beast. I've heard uh, some rumblings that we like Jalen Brunson. So, Ooh, uh, if we can he's been, snag him when he hits free agency, he's been awesome. unless the Mavs pay him. You guys see the article? Dude, he's a stud. He's so good. There's an article on him on a uh, Slam magazine. This is like their featured player. I, I will read that. I did not see that. Very cool. I only got to read a couple snippets of it, but it looked very, very cool. Yeah, dude, he's a monster. He's a uh... A very good player, and um, I don't know, dude. Seems like some of the, I was like on like the whoever I think I was on the Mavs subreddit, and they were like, "Oh, like Spencer Dinwiddie's so much better than than Jalen, blah blah blah." And I was like, "Damn, all right, chill, bro." So yeah, like Jalen's like you didn't really expect to get much from Jalen as a pro, and like now he's a stud. So kind of wild to me, but dude, bring him to Detroit. We'll draft like Jabari Smith, and we'll just fucking win titles. Just. The city of Ch- the Villanova. Just bring all the Villanova guys to, to, to where they belong in Detroit. I want us. I want. I want everyone. I want freaking. Yeah, just bring them all. Joe Cremo. Joe Cremo can work like in the scouting department. <laughs> I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say he could work like the hot dog stand, but. Yeah, he could. He could serve beers. Like. <laughs> you know what, dude? He can. He could like. Just wear the warm-ups and, like, mop the floor for sweat. you sweat guy. There you go. Yeah. He's in the club. He can he can take a class from the Villanova DJ and become our DJ. <laughs> Wait, like, the, the Villanova DJ that plays, like, the horn song and says, get your Vs up, or, like, DJ Paco? Like, both. I want him to be a, a jack-of-all okay. trades. A lot of glass shattering and a lot of horns. Yes. I forgot about DJ Paco, to be honest. <laughs> Multi- <laughs> multi-platinum in Greece. Uh, I, I just remember uh, graduation night, my friend's dad, like, taking a picture with DJ Paco. I'm like, what? I need to leave. Yes. <laughs> oh, man, what a guy. 
Colin, did you say you had to leave at 810? Like 820, whatever. It does, it's not a hard, it's just whenever, okay. like... Okay, yeah. I, 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 I scroll up in the text again because I forgot what time you said. Okay, let's make sure we have at least a little bit more time to go through some stuff. I'm going to say it better be, like, soonish because Sean's hungry. No. <laughs> yeah, no... No urge to stretch it out as long as we can. If you guys got to hop off, no worries. Do we want to push it to bulletin board? No, I, I will I will delay dinner for SPT any day of the week. SPT. STT. Yeah. So it's, we called it Spork Talk Therapy a couple of shows ago. Now we got SPT. We got to find out what the P stands for. Um, but yeah, I think it's bulletin board material time. I have a few here. I'm just noticing most of them are basketball centric. A lot of basketball on the show. I want to tell you guys about my new favorite NBA player. Pardon the sirens in the background. Um, do you guys know who this Jose Alvarado on the Pelicans is? Do you know? No. So, he was an undrafted player. I believe he's a rookie. And I think he had a, he had a viral clip maybe a couple of months ago where somebody playing defense, because he's a new player, just like said out loud, like asking his teammates, like, can this guy shoot? And then he responded by saying, yes, I can shoot, and then drained a three right afterwards. So great personality. Love it. But why he is my favorite player in this league is because he is the sneakiest player in this league. I want you guys, if you had the chance, to click on this link that I have in here and watch the video of what he does. Essentially, I'll describe it to the listeners here. When the opposing team is inbounding, he is hiding in the corner of the arena. You know, inbounds, pretty lackadaisical oh, play. Yeah. And they'll that. be dribbling it up up the court, you know, looking to run whatever play they are. And all of a sudden, he'll run up from behind them and steal it. He's done it like six times. It's incredible every single time. A couple of times he'll steal the pass. Sometimes he'll do this like long, long, like looping arc run. Then he'll pop it out the last second, pass it to a teammate. Sometimes like this last clip right here. He's like wearing the red jersey and hiding as close as he can to the red part of the court. He's fantastic. He keeps doing it. I want to see him do it in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, my new favorite NBA player, Jose Alvarado. Did you guys see the video? That is electric fan. I just watched it. And uh, the thing I'm thinking of is he probably has been doing this for, uh, I don't know, years and years and years. It's like, Oh, he, he has to be. Him. Yeah. And now he's doing it on a, uh, on the big stage. So like my, my thing in uh, travel baseball was I realized that pitchers are just kind of stupid and you just time them for one pitch and you realize like, okay, like Colin holds for two seconds and goes, if I started to leave, like before Colin gets the two seconds, if I time it correctly and he's just not able to step off, it's amazing. Cause you look like you're really fast because you take off before they lift their leg. And the majority of the time they either balk or fall down. It, it was just great. It's my version of Jose Alvarado. Yes. I love it. Yeah, that's an elite. That's an elite video. Finn, yes. um, sort of <clears throat> on uh, elite players that I didn't know. Notes: uh, <clears throat> Bolton board material. It's a Nick Plummer on the Mets in his first ever major league at bat yesterday. Absolute power move using the Super Mario music as his walk up song. Oh, love it! I love a good funny walk up song for his first major league at bat. That now is. batting for the Mets, Nick Plummer. Do, 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 <laughs> <laughs> How do you do? I actually don't know the result yet, Pat. I was just laughing really hard at that it was the Marrow song. Yes. 
Fun fun fact: Nick Plummer's uh, from like ten minutes away. Wow. Yes, we played his school a couple times in baseball. He was a little older than me. But, Nick uh, Plummer is twenty five. He did not get a hit. <clears throat> so his OPS plus. Yeah, he he. I don't I don't know much much about old Nicky Nicky Plum, but uh. Plum. Yeah. One time, <clears throat> Colin, and the first thing I Google in the Detroit news, one time Michigan Feedom gets first ever MLB at bat, and you won't believe what his walk-up song was. He was like a pretty high first round pick, like I think. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I don't know if he, he flamed out. Flamed or out what. The, but I guess he's in the major, not flame out. But, yeah, he was the first round pick of the Cardinals, um, but in 2015, and it took him seven years to make it the bigs. Well, at least he's finally up now. I was about to say, like he, I remember him that being like a buzz like a long time ago. He was Michigan Mister Baseball in 2015. Yes, yeah. So that would have been like, yeah, that would have been I don't know what what year of high school. 2015 would have been sophomore sophomore year. Not sophomore. I don't know. Matt Sanders went nuts. It was hysterical. It's sort of similar to the Yoan Assessment's Lion King walk-up song. Like people just go ridiculous. Your alarm. Nah. Yep. <laughs> Still in this. Oh, I, also, uh, I feel like this has to be bulletin board material. It's a very, very sad week, guys. Mm. I ordered a new phone. What happened? Oh, um, the battery life's still like five minutes long. And at the Mets game, it got so hot that it was like hurting my leg. Oh, God. Um. And uh, I went on Verizon site, started live chatting with a nice lady named Crystal S. And next thing I know, I bought a new phone, and Crystal S said I'm the nicest customer she ever worked with. I'm like, thank you, Crystal. Ooh, wow, that's wonderful. There you go. And somehow, don't know what magic I pulled here, but the trade-in value of my phone, <clears throat> I brought it up on the show a couple months ago. It used to be $43. It dropped to 29 However, Crystal S made it 350 <laughs> That phone was may might be worth three hundred and fifty rupees. <laughs> I'm not sure I'd give three hundred and fifty like I don't know, chocolate chips like that. Like I don't think there is a currency that is worth three hundred and fifty. Maybe like gr- uncooked grains of rice. Maybe yes. Um, but yeah, I was like, my mom's like, "You're doing this now." I'm like, "Well, someone else is going to hop on. They're not going to give me three hundred fifty dollars as a piece of crap." So, who knows? Maybe my days of carrying a portable charger everywhere are over, and uh, my phone just like I don't know, won't blow up from time to time. But shout out phone, uh, you've been around since <clears throat> 2016. It's been a good run. Um, you you made it longer than almost made it longer than Nick Plummer making it to major leagues. Um, yeah, it's been a great run. I'm gonna miss you. Are we going to have a, a feud on this show? Because on one hand, we have the nicest customer in Verizon history. And on the other hand, we have a man that named the same company the Little Beetle of the Millennium. Let me let me. Pull. I, I generally stick to Verizon, Verizon Internet. Okay, okay. Is my biggest specific problem. branch. Let me. I'm, I'm usually I'm fine. I'm fine with their phone service. Okay. Me, I'll read the exact quote. I took a picture and sent it to Rachel, and I said, "Like, better watch out because Crystal S is sending me hearts," which she did. 
So she goes, I said, uh, thank you for your help. I really appreciate it. She goes, you're most welcome. Congratulations on the new phone. To be honest, you're the most polite customer I've ever worked with. Have a great day. Happy Easter. You're the best. Wow. That is, wow. What a guy. I'm so nice. Um, Incredible stuff. I totally as both. I forgot what segment this was because I was talking about <laughs> that. Yes. Um, Finn, you've got some other ones. Colin, you have any? Um. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't. As should I mean, I don't know if this is bulletin board or nebulous zone. Should I go? Should, should, yeah, should we dive? Should I dive into Robbie Anderson? Yes. Yes, you should. Um, so after, uh, the Instagram account posted the Eater app for, uh, tweet that the Panthers are the most likely destination for Baker Mayfield, Robbie Anderson threw caution to the wind and threw the awkwardness of whatever future interactions these two might have to the wind and, and said, no, with a bunch of O's. Um, that was his reaction to possibly Baker Mayfield being his new quarterback. I don't particularly. I don't know what the vendetta is. Maybe there's. I yeah. I I don't know if he's friends with like OBJ. I, I don't know what's going on. But like, cause Sam is Sam Darnold is by no means like a, a way better quarterback than Baker. At least at least to be on Twitter. No, like that's just like that is putting. Dude, I don't care if it's like my least favorite human being on earth. The danger of that being unbelievably awkward later on. I would never. I couldn't. I couldn't say it. Like, imagine how weird it's gonna be. If Baker shows up and says, "What's up, bro? Like, why'd you say that?" I don't. They'd have to trade. Well, if they get Baker now, they have Robbie Anderson's got to go. Like, they can't coexist. Not like Josh Donaldson and Garrett Cole. No. But yeah, he, I do like. I do respect when you smack, you smack talk someone and you don't you don't walk it back. You double down. Yeah, I think Robbie Anderson like tripled down. <laughs> Just commenting on several posts, being like, no, do not want this man to be playing quarterback for the Panthers. But that might end up happening. So we'll see how that ends up going. Speaking of this man, he went on a podcast, which made me very nervous because he's known for saying, nothing good could have come out of this podcast. (laughs) Him talking about the situation with Watson him getting forced out of Cleveland. He's not on a new team yet, so he essentially probably could only hurt his chances of being traded. Thankfully, he really didn't say too much, but he did have this one quote that's just objectively hilarious. I would love to show up to someone's cubicle and boo the shit out of them. That's very funny. I mean, that that's Baker Mayfield's attitude. It's a ridiculous thing to say. I think, I think he walked it back pretty much immediately after saying it, but... Um, yeah, that's that's just who he is. That's always who he's going to be, for better or worse. Um, he's going to get in your face. He's going to say some shit. And he wants to boo the shit out of you at your cubicle. What a guy. All right, any other, any other bulletin boards? Or I think top five is might take a back burner this week because that's usually a very time-consuming one, so it might be just straight to Weedle's. Could be. We're going to have the greatest top fives of all time next week, having built up for a month. Yes. Yes, we will. 
Colin, what, when do we do Hurts? When does it happen? Does it happen now? Does it happen at the end? <clears throat> He's muted, so I'm going I'm to take that as it's going to happen at the end here. Uh-huh. Uh, My bad. I was saying we could we could start now. That as little weedle of the millennium, like they, that can that can happen now. We can lead off with it. It might make the rest of us stink, but it's I think it's worth it. You took the words right out of my mouth, Colin, because Colin named his little weedle the Millennium Verizon Internet. I never thought there would be a day in my life where I would have so much anger and rage towards a business or anything that I would call it the little weedle of the Millennium. But that changed at the Hertz rental car office of Nashville, Tennessee. Now, precursor, minor little, very, very minor little weedle to myself for making the car reservation under Finn and it didn't match the name on the credit card. So I couldn't, we couldn't just roll up there and then do the pre-check and then roll out, not even have to talk to this person in the desk. However, Harrison, oh, what a guy. Damn Harrison gets you every time. Anyway. So part of our ridiculous travel plan to new Orleans involved flying into Nashville, Tennessee, picking up a rental car, and then driving the rest of the way down to New Orleans. Our flight to Nashville was delayed an hour, which is pretty tame for spirit standards, so really no complaints there. Landed in Nashville, but the the Hertz rental car office was about to close. It said it was going to close at 11. We knew that they were going to wait up. like They weren't going to leave people stranded, so they were going to stay open as long as the, the flights came in. But you know what? I felt bad. I was like, you know what? This person probably wants to go home. Let me hustle up there. I know that I think the rest of you guys were in the bathroom. Like, okay, I'm just going to go run up there. I'm going to go get this done, get the car so we can just leave. I get up there. It was a little bit of a walk. I'm third in line, staring at this office. Third in line, how, how long do you think you would stand there for if you were third in line for a rental car? And you have your confirmation. You have everything ready to go. Well, I personally think it would take maybe like 10 minutes at most. That's a pretty reasonable estimate right there for 10 minutes. And all of a sudden, I'm standing there. I'm just watching the minutes go by, waiting for the rest of the guys to show up. I'm just waiting. The minutes and minutes keep going by, and I stare inside. This is another person. I'm sorry to Sandwich Lady, and I'm sorry to the man in the Hertz office, because I blamed the man in the Hertz office who was getting the rental car, who was checking it out. I thought he was the one that was causing the delay, and I was like texting the rest of everybody on the trip, like, oh, my God, this guy won't leave. They just got water bottles. This guy needs to get out of here. However, I very quickly realized when the second person went in that no, no, it was not the people. It was the attendant in the Hertz office who was taking minimum, what would you say, at least 10 minutes per person, maybe more? Yeah, quite possibly longer, but at minimum 10, 10 minutes per person. In a line of, like, the line is filling up at about three times the pace this lady was going through the people. Like, it was it was, it was, was bad. Yeah, like, like I said, I was third in line. By the time that I got to the front of the line, there were probably, like, I mean, there's a bunch of families, so but probably, like, seven or eight groups waiting to go behind us with a bunch of people waiting to go. So as, you know, waiting and getting in line here, I'm just like thinking in my head, like, what the hell could they possibly be talking about in there? Like, I'm prepping myself. Like, I'm going to have to, like, shut down any kind of 
ploy to get me to stay in there longer. Very confused about what's going on. Anyway, after about, I might be exaggerating, and it was pretty late, but it felt like it was about 45 minutes of waiting in that line. I don't know if you would agree with that, Colin. Might have been. Yeah. Something like that. Get in there. Don't know what the hell I'm going to be up against. And this lady starts off with a pretty normal question, like bring up your license and the, you know, the number on the reservation. And apparently this was the office for like Hertz, Thrifty, and maybe Avis rental car. And so she asked like, oh, which company did you book it through? I said, Hertz. She said, what does? I was like, what? What hurts? And then she started laughing way harder than anybody <clears throat> should be ever be laughing at that joke. Mind you, there are like, 20 people in this line. It's like 11.30 p.m., maybe midnight. Like, you should have some urgency in this scenario. I'm not even saying, like, you have to be, like, speedy, like, in and out, like we're doing the speed run show right now. At least, like, don't, like, why are you cracking jokes? Like, you you can see the line of people behind us. People keep taking forever. Finn, you should have said Jalen Hurts. No, any other words besides give me the car now would have made me stay in there for an extra 15 minutes. <laughs> no other words could be said that like, yes, no, hand me the keys. So did all this stuff. I then had to explain the whole reason that I was in there, the Harrison Finn thing. So I had to explain my name thing. And I tried to explain in as few words as possible. And there were a bunch of questions coming out about it that I basically said nothing to. And then the other reason why people were in there forever is because she walked through every single like upgrade you can make to the Hertz thing. And I, I like I had to stop her. I, I, like, I had to say, we have to go. Like, I can't stay. We have to go. And then she gave me the keys and walked out. And then I was pretty tired before. Oh, oh, sorry. Crucial, crucial detail. In the middle of while we were in there, again, this one person has been like working this line this whole time. She goes into a back room and talks to somebody else. There was another person there. Who is this other person? That was crazy. <laughs> that was an all-time, all-time, all-time plot, twist. plot twist. Second person <laughs> in the Hertz office. Don't know what the hell that was about. But anyway, we get out there. I was pretty tired after the flight, but I told him, like, I am driving off of pure rage energy right now. And I drove a couple and hours. It was like me, dri- me driving to Nashville. Yes. <laughs> it was like that. Um, yeah, but Lil Weedle, the Millennium, the Hertz. Kyle, I don't know if you want to shout out Red Roof Inn guy. Yeah, dude, we get to this. So we, we were staying at the Red Roof Inn in Hartsell, Alabama, which is about two hours from uh, from Nashville. And uh, put it this way about Hartsell, Alabama. It is a, a off the side of the highway stopover town. Calling it town is, is, is slightly generous, but... Um, we get to the Red Roof Inn, and there's just nobody there. It's like 2 in the morning. There's nobody there. And we have to, like, ring the bell, like, 40 times. Some dude who is, like, sleeping or, like, in some way inebriated. I don't know. We were we were discussing. We were debating that part. But there was something going on with this dude. Just, like, he didn't hear the first, like, four bells. And I just kept – I just started ringing it incessantly, and he, he, he meandered out of the back. But it was uh, – yeah, that guy also cost us another like twenty minutes of sleep. That was valuable. So, Hertz lady and uh, and and Red Durfin guy were were uh, low wheels, but Hertz lady is maybe one of the worst of all time. Yeah, that was that was bad. 
That's what I have for for Hertz. Mm. <clears throat> um. Yeah, I'm gonna have a little wheel. To be honest, pretty uh, pretty smooth sailing past uh, past couple of weeks. Um, I I guess you could give me a slight little wheel for. I've become addicted now to putting laundry in my golf travel bag with my clubs. What? Um, and it makes the biggest bag of all time. Someone on the subway asked me how many people I had in there, and I said three. So, uh, Wait, why is your laundry in your golf bag? So I had to bring home my golf clubs, but I also want to bring home laundry. Oh, my God. So my golf travel bag like fits like more stuff than just the bag. It's just like, yeah. got a lot of extra space in it, and the golf club and the extra padding. So I thought a perfect solution: just put the put the clothes in bags and just like, yeah, I love it. Make That's it. great. And, uh, she's a tank. Um, it it would not have been able to go on an airplane. It weighed about ninety pounds. And uh, my dad tried to get out of the car when he picked me up from the train. Unknowing, I'm like, you're not going to touch that. He tried to pick it up. He's like, what did you put in here? I'm like, uh, Jack's in there. Brought him home. There you go. I had I had a couple. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. All right. Uh, I can I can throw in a couple here. Um, I, two of them are USFL yes. related. Oh, One wow. of them is me. So, um, yes, I'll start with the USFL. Uh, Fox Bet is number one. I don't understand like who has a job at these places, but like we all remember the last startup football league, right? And how hard it was to like score points. Like I, I, I'm pretty sure that wasn't in the daydream. I'm pretty sure I, I remembered struggling through like five minutes, some of those games, but for some ungodly reason, Fox had decided to like set these point totals. Like it was an NFL game. They set these point totals like 56 and all the other sports books like knew it was going on set them at like 40 or 42 or whatever. So like, I don't know how much money of that, makes you lose but i assume it's probably a lot i'm assuming that as soon as that happened every single person with half a brain who was like trying to make money off betting just dumped money on these unders like it's unbelievable that someone has a job at the sport like you had to so i know there had to be a bunch of people that got fired for that like that's just an unacceptable error but it's also funny so that one's one that one doesn't really like incite any any anger in me but now I hate the USFL strictly for the reason that they decided to – there was a, a video released like from the Twitter yes. account where they cut a player for requesting pizza instead of a chicken salad. It's so absurd. Like it's the craziest – one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Like what are they doing, man? Like, oh my God. Like, and then they released the video. Like it was somehow a good look for them to like get rid of this dude for, for wanting a slice of pizza. Like that is just unbelievable. So let it be known. The USFL is anti pizza and we cannot support them in any way, shape or form. As, as a pizza podcast, we cannot put up with that. Yeah. It's a very pro pizza podcast. Yeah, that is awesome. uh, not a little weedle, but uh, Colin came over last week or two weeks ago, and I tried Detroit Chain Pizza. Jets. Jets is pretty solid. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, it was a. Uh, it worked maybe, out. Maybe an annual thing because that not feel so great after Jets. However, in the moment, it was good. oh, yeah, Jets does just 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 does dirty things to your body a little bit. It's it's almost like a pop. Oh no, <laughs> the pain. Yes. The, I will say the New Yorkization of Detroit style pizza. That place doesn't Is make it the me water? feel that bad. Jets will. I don't know, dude. I don't know. It might be, but uh. This one, uh, this is this is the gre- uh, This is some of the greasiest you can go. Like it's, it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna do you dirty for for a few hours at least after. Damn, but it's delicious. Um, shout out Sean and Jack for uh, for ordering with us. Yeah. And then should we go to me now? Is it is it my is it me the no little wheel turn? Yes. Yeah. Um, so I was going home this week for Easter, and I wanted to bring my golf clubs. I wanted to play golf. And I looked around. I was like, oh, no, I don't have a travel bag. So I was trying to figure out. Because packing golf clubs is a very delicate process in the airport because they tend to throw bags around and stuff. It becomes an issue. So there were a couple options that I did not consider until it was too late. Because I tried to order a bag online that I liked, and I pulled the trigger too late, and it came in too late. But I thought I was going to get it in time. So I should have like gone to Dick's and bought a cheap one, didn't do it. And then it's the day of, and I'm like, oh no, what am I going to do? So I had to go to FedEx and buy a cardboard box. Put my golf clubs in the cardboard box, and then bubble wrap them. But that's not the worst part of this. Even though it was basically I'm carrying like a much bigger Dante like a much bigger, we used to, we had this box in Iceland for her food and it was named Dante. This one was like a much larger Dante. It was unreal. Dante was, was pretty large. Long. So it's four foot long box. To be larger than Dante is substantial. Yeah. Like this is a very substantial. Like, so I, I had this 48 inch long box and I, then I was like, oh no, like I have to transport this. So I had to take it onto the subway. Like, Imagine a forty, a four foot long box that's no. sixteen inches wide, and yeah, I had to take it onto the subway at like six six o'clock. So it was like rush hour. I'm pretty sure that people literally couldn't get on the subway because my box like was taking up space. An immovable object. Yeah, and the other thing that that isn't like that you forget is that it doesn't have handles. It's cardboard. And it's too big to like wrap your arm around, so it's like the most awkward size. Like, so you have to like, dr- like essentially drag slash over. The- I try. I had to change. It's one of those things where you're carrying something. It's so awkward. You have to like change holding positions like every thirty seconds. And I had to walk with it about like three quarters of a mile, and then take it on a subway, and then on a on a New Jersey Transit train, and it doesn't fit anywhere. Right? There's no way you can put something like a shelf. So I had to put it in this crowded train. Like I felt bad. I took a seat like with the box, but I was like laying on the seat so that the box could like go diagonally over my head so that it could be on the train. And then I got to the airport and I just like put the baggage tag like through like I like through the the tape on that I used to tape up the box that was coming off. I like and made it like a ring around like crinkled up. Yeah, I made it one piece. And then, yes, shockingly, I was so sure I was going to have broken clubs. But, yeah, that was one of 
And then I get into the airport. I get this is just. I go into the line at LaGuardia, and they're like, "Oh, your water bottle is like still has some liquid in it." I'm like, "Oh, can you just like dump it out?" And they're like, "No, you have to like go all the way back through security." And the line for security is like 45 minutes, and I'm like, I would miss my flight. I was like, I, it's not. I, I, I really like water bottles, my favorite one, but like it's just, I just they're like, I just throw it out. I was, like, I, was, I was, I said some not nice things under my breath on the way out that was probably audible. Um, well, then I realized I forgot in my in my anger, I forgot my computer and monitor at the security line in LaGuardia. So I had to sprint back and get my computer and monitor, and nobody knows what's going on there, dude. It's so packed. So I had to ask like ten different people before someone like directed me to the right spot. But um, so worst scenarios were avoided, but. That was one of the worst, like, hour-and-a-half stretches of my of my life. It is just so – I don't know if I've ever been more uncomfortable. I have definitely I have definitely been more comfortable, but that was definitely, like, a top ten uncomfortable. And it was very extended. And it was all my fault. So I'm, I'm a little weedle, I think. That is – that's a series of unfortunate events. <laughs> I can just see Colin doing this. Yes. And I can picture being the person in the airport watching this going on. This is amazing. Dude, uh, people had to have been laughing at me, except like I was just disrupting the public transit. Colin Finn is hereby banned from all future United flights or whatever. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was unfortunate. It was really unfortunate. But uh, we made it, and now I have... Well, I know I have two travel bags because one I ordered came in, and then I there's one in my house too. So, wow, that that is that is dedication right there to the golf game, which we've we've shown many times yes. in this on this podcast. And then, uh, and then my in my round, I I was basically three over through eight, and I three putted twice, so I could have like reasonably been very close to par almost through nine holes. And I finished yes. off with a 93. So, yeah. Yeah. It was unfortunate. But, uh, you know what, boys? We made it. Survived. We survived. Apologies for the, for the noises outside my apartment here. But a couple more here to wrap up the show here. Real quick. Man who tries to sell Lamar Jackson jersey is a little weedle. I'm not sure if you guys saw this. Somebody sold a jersey, and this man's defense, it was authenticated by one of the companies that usually, you know, is reputable. Said, anybody want to buy this Lamar jersey? Lamar said, I didn't sign that. Man comes back and says, I guess you forgot, because JSA confirmed your signing. Lamar, boy, I know how I do my signature, and that's not it. That is, that is brutal to just <laughs> be very confident that you are selling a man's signature. That is clearly not his own. Of course, he would know what his own signature looks like. And then the last one I have right here, ending it up on a very funny note. You know, we've talked about a lot of ourselves have been little weedles here. It's been, you know, a fun but hectic few weeks. But, you know, whenever you're down, I want you to think of the fact that we saw Macklemore in New Orleans. The final song that he performed was Can't Hold Us. He did a stage dive into the crowd. The crowd dropped him. Therefore, they can't hold him. The end.
Wow, that is that is inspiring, Finn. Yes. That is unreal. <clears throat> okay. Um that's an hour on the dot. Wow. That is, is the speed version of S S well S P T. We'll say it intentionally. <laughs> S P T. All right, great show guys. Speed run. Glad we were able to pull it off. Yep. Pleasure. Yep. Awesome, fellas. Go cats. Sorry, I forgot.